I mean, people are, are hurting and people, black people mainly are scared. And, and the, the, the disturbing thing is they've been scared for a long time. Um, and this is, I mean, this is it. They're, they're, this is a cry for help that they've been given for a long time and people don't totally listen. And, you know, I think everyone's at fault for that. Um, but uh, I'm not saying black people are because they're the ones who have been screaming. And I think everyone's at fault for not totally listening. And I think one thing that bothers me the most just throughout this all and throughout my own life experiences and stuff is, you know, racism is a big deal in our country right now. Uh, that's a fact. That's, that's not debatable. Um, it's always been a big deal. Um, and it is today, just like it was 100 years ago. And I, I think something just as a white person that bothers me that um, I don't think all white people realize that. And, you know, there's different parts of this country and stuff. And, um, but a lot of white people, they, if they don't see it, they don't think it's happening. Uh, they, they associate racism with slavery and stuff in the, a long time ago. And they're in certain parts where if they don't see it, uh, they don't think it, it's happening. And I think, and that's the problem. Um, racism's all over. And this is what black people deal with every day. And white people are very sheltered to that and ignorant. And that's why uh, I think that's the message that's been missed. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard. My name is Zach Hernandez. I'm joined by my co-host, Anthony Perry. Anthony, how you doing? What's going on, Zach? What's going on, Faithful? Long time no chat. A lot going on in the world. And, you know, it's going to be a pretty, pretty nice flowing podcast tonight. Should be a fun listen. But uh, follow me on Twitter, guys. Perry underscore 49ers. That's P-E-R-R-Y underscore 49-E-R-S. Yeah. And, you know, just like Anthony said, there's a lot going on. And uh, we do apologize for not getting you guys an episode within the last couple of weeks. To be honest with you, it's mainly on me. I work in uh, escrow refinance area. And when we get towards the end of the month, it just gets absolutely crazy. So Anthony was willing. Anthony was waiting on me. And unfortunately, I was not able to get to my laptop, get to get an episode out. So that I do apologize, guys. We really, really do want to try getting one out to you guys sooner. Um, but today, guys, there's a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I'm sure you all know what's going on in this country right now. Protests due to the wrongful death of George Floyd, wrongful murder, however you, you consider it. Um, Anthony, let's just start off with the NFL statement, Roger Goodell specifically. Uh, the other day, I believe it was Thursday, he came out with a video, and I'm going to read the quote here. He said, first, my condolences to the families of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and all of the families who endured pr police brutality. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all people to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe black lives matter. I personally protest with you and want to be a part of the much-needed change in this country. Without black players, there would be no National Football League, and the protests around the country are emblematic of the centuries of silence, inequality, and oppression of black players, coaches, fans, and staff. We are listening, I am listening, and I will be reaching out to players who have raised their voices and others on how we can improve and go forward for a better and more united NFL family. Anthony, what are your thoughts on that? That's a pretty powerful statement. Do you put much weight into his words? 
I mean, it sucks because I want to, but I also don't want to because they've had years and years and ever since Kaepernick's basically been blackballed out of the league to get this right and to say we were wrong, to say that we didn't listen to them earlier, isn't exactly what the players and I'm sure coaches and staff want to hear because if the league isn't listening to what the players have been preaching about for years and it really started with Kaepernick and I'm sure... There's been other voices heard even before Kaepernick that just didn't get out on the platform as much as Kaepernick's did. And the fact that the NFL pretty much knew about it and didn't do anything about it, and not just to give the players what they want, but to really give the players the chance to voice their opinions and voice what they believe in, especially now when it matters the most. And again, to say that, oh, we're sorry, we didn't listen. I just, I feel like that's just such a slap in the face to the players. It really is. It makes me upset. It, it, you know, I'm white, so I will never, never fully understand what it means to go through this whole process as an African-American. But at least from what I see, I would imagine that when Goodell goes out and says something like that, that we didn't listen and that we should have responded sooner. It's such a slap in the face, dude. It's really such a slap in the face to African-Americans, to players, to people of color, everyone. It really is. And it's just it, it disappoints me. I'm glad that he did say something about it, but I'm not anywhere near glad at the fact that they didn't acknowledge any of this sooner. And again, it's just, just from my view, it feels like a slap in the face to everyone in the league that isn't Roger Goodell or a white coach. You know what I mean? It's just the the minority coaches, all the players that aren't white. It, again, it's just, it's a slap in the face. And I just think it's extremely disrespectful to all of them. You, it, it it's when I saw this, I was kind of taken aback. To be honest with you, I was like, "Wow, you know, th- that's actually a a big first step." But at the same time, one, he didn't acknowledge Colin Kaepernick, which does he need to by name? Maybe, maybe not. But you have to at least at the very at the very least admit he was the one on the forefront of this battle in the NFL, trying to bring light to, you know, p- police brutality in America and for them to, for Goodell specifically to just say, we should have listened to former players. There's one player. I mean, I don't know how you could just say former players in general and act like there's not one specific player that you should have been listening to. Um, but it's a big first step. That, that's kind of where, where I feel about it, but I agree. Actions speak a whole lot louder than words and the NFL, you know, they have their Rooney rule in place. But I saw a report that came out earlier this week that it doesn't really do much as far as getting black coaches hired. Um, it's more like a formality and teams will go through the process just to kind of check the box. But that still doesn't mean that they're, they're following through and hiring these black coaches. So that's a problem that needs to be addressed right there. The main thing that I was able that I did take away from that um, statement was that without black players, there would be no NFL. And I think that's probably the truest thing Goodell has said. You know, there there's no NFL without black players. It is a majority black league. And for Goodell previously up until now to just act like, you know, it's something he can sweep under the rug or act like this is something that he does need to address head on, I think is a shame. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested to see how he can 
channel this into actual change in the NFL and hopefully some good comes out of this. Um, Anthony, let me ask you this. What are some things you would like to see moving forward from the NFL that you would feel really, really speaks to their their promise and honesty and wanting to, to solve this problem? Dude, I've seen the NFL count count account like on Twitter retweet like all the BLM stuff from players and teams and stuff. And it's like that's not what I necessarily want. Yeah, I want them to spread the message and I want them to spread awareness, but I actually want to see officials and even owners because they're just as powerful as Goodell and obviously Goodell himself. I want to see the NFL itself really spread awareness and make statements and show the kind of change that they truly want to, you know, make change. I don't just want to see it from the players. The players are doing everything they can, but it's the owners, it's the millionaires and billionaires, and it's the people like Roger Goodell and, again, all the owners who have the ability to make that kind of change, but the problem is, is it seems like a third of the league is racist. We've seen a lot of the owners donate to Trump's campaign. We've seen a lot of those guys just not support the cause, and it's really infuriating. So, you know, I know you can't force those kind of people to want to promote change, but the NFL and Roger Goodell should at least try to truly bring awareness, not just using social media to retweet and like posts from players and teams, but actually go and, you know, be the aggressor when it comes to wanting to make change, be the aggressor when it comes to making statements and just taking action and taking responsibility for what's going on. Like you said, they're not going to say Kaepernick's name. I don't think they will. You know, three years, three or four years ago when he first knelt and they said the kneeling was just illegitimate or, you know, all that, they're not going to own up to that. I don't think they will. The closest they're going to come to is Goodell saying we should have listened sooner. And I don't, I don't think you can come back from that. I really don't. I mean, they disrespected everything Kaepernick was trying to stand for. It had nothing to do with the flag. It had everything to do with police brutality. And the NFL just kind of crapped on Kaepernick, and it's a shame. And again, they won't be able to live up to it. But the most they can do is, again, I can't. I I keep repeating it because I want everyone to know is that retweeting and liking posts from other players and teams isn't just going to help spreading awareness. You got to do it yourself. Goodell, those people, those people in power, they got to be able to make their statements. They got to go out to a protest and see what happens. They got to go out into the public and make statements about BLM and about police brutality. They got to be the ones to be aggressive, show that they want change and not just want change, but they truly believe and they're truly passionate about wanting that change to happen in the world and doing that action and making their voices heard. We see a lot of people protesting who are people like me, my age, or people who are just in the working class, or people in school, anyone who who honestly isn't a multimillionaire. And yeah, we see celebrities out there protesting too, but they're the top 1%. The top 1% will forever be more powerful than the rest of the 99% because of their wealth, and that's just the reality of it. But I want to see more people in that top 1% make some kind of change or make their voices heard. And again, it starts with people like Roger Goodell. It starts with the owners going out there, protesting, making statements in the public, just bringing awareness and using their platform to really, truly promote change. That's what I want. It, it's going to be a long battle, a long road. And they have a lot of making up to do. They have a lot of wrongs to right. Um, and, you know, I thought 
49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan kind of encapsulated it perfectly. Um, I think he had a media call the other day, and he was, you know, this is his quote here. How are there only four black head coaches out of 32? How are there only two black general managers? How the heck are there only four black coaches out of 32 and only two GMs? The majority of our players are black, so the fact that there are that few, that's not debatable. I don't know if people are openly thinking they're doing it, but that's what the problem is. The number That number is not debatable, and that's an issue. Later on, he went on to say, I only speak for myself, but I try to hire people that I work with that are prepared for it. Fortunately, that has worked out well for me. We have a Muslim coordinator, a black coordinator. We have a lesbian on our staff. We have everything. It's not just to show people that we are trying to be diverse. It's just because I have been around these people and they're really good at what they do. And we can't win without these people. And that's just how it works out. I don't know why the numbers are like that, but it's wrong. And that that's, I thought that was perfect. I thought that was a beautiful statement because he's not saying hire black people and people of color and minorities just for the sake of doing it. So you have good PR. He's saying hire them because they are the right people in that situation to hire. And I think that's mainly what the whole argument here in the NFL is, is that there are people that are actively not being hired, even though they are the good and right fit for the job, strictly due to their race. And that's not right. I mean, it's just simply not right. There's no excuse for it. So that's what I would like to see something done to change. Um, because the NFL has a huge problem with lack of black coaches and, and just minority coaches in general, even though there are plenty of qualified black head or black coaches out there that should be head coaches. Um, so it's, it's, they got something to work on there and that's where I would like to see it happen. Anthony, you touched on earlier that, you know, you are a white man and you wouldn't know the, the pain and the struggle of being a black man. And similar to you, I'm not white. I am Mexican. Both of my parents were from Mexico. You know, I'm essentially a first generation here. So it's similar to me. You know, my dad would tell me stories of, you know, him and his dad getting spit in the face when they were just looking to find work when they were younger. So and, and my dad was San Jose PD for 15 years and he's completely appalled and disgusted by the actions of this officer here. And, you know, he, he's the way he's told it, I thought was perfect. He says, police officers, it takes years to go forward an inch. And within five minutes, you can go back 10 miles just because of the actions of a stupid police officer. And I thought that was, you know, perfectly telling of the situation. So I, I just wanted to say that, you know, because although I don't understand fully and I've never experienced it you know, racism and discrimination to that extent. I am aware that it happens. I I acknowledge the fact that it happens. And, you know, I believe I speak for both of us when I say we actively detest that. We do not agree with that behavior. We condone it at its fullest. And we strive to make this world a better place for all, for, you know, everybody, regardless of skin, religion, creed, whatever the case may be. We, we, you know, we both judge people on the contents of their heart. And I think that that's how it should be moving forward. Um, Anthony, what did you think of coach's statement uh, when he was on that media call? <laughs> it, it was amazing. And it goes exactly back to what 
kind of what I was talking about is that people of color are using their platform, especially when it comes to athletes and a good amount of celebrities and people in power. But change comes from white people who can use their platform to make or to promote change and use their ability to spread awareness. And we see that a lot of people of color are getting the job done. We see that they want to change, but, (laughs) and I, you know, it's hard to not make this come off as racist, but the fact of the matter is that everyone needs to come together to promote change. And that includes white people as well. And you see Kyle Shanahan, who's obviously white, is using his platform to promote change. I think there was a, God, I forgot who was, I think it was JJ Watt. JJ Watt, I think was one of the ones who was talking about how, white people should be just as responsible to use their platform to promote, to promote change as well. Because again, this is, you know, this is about promoting change for people of color and it's, it needs to be supported by everyone, not just black people, not just Latino people, not just Asian, you know, everyone, it needs to be everyone. And that obviously includes white people too. So you see Kyle Shanahan talk about that and he's right. He has a really good point. And what kind of pisses me off is the fact that people say like, oh, 12% of the population is African-American or something of that nature. And 12% of the coaches are black, you know, so the ratio makes sense. It's like, that's not the point, though. You see guys Robert, like Robert Salah and Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs, you know, damn him. But hey, he did a hell of a job against the Niners defense. Um, those guys should have jobs. They really should. And it's hard for me to name all the black coaches off the top of my head because there's so few. I think there's what Kyle Shanahan said four. There's only four. And I'm not saying there should be nine or 10 or 11 or 12, but there definitely should be more than four. So what his statement meant was very powerful to me. It should resonate with a lot of people in the league as well. And I hope something like that is really used to promote change. And it's just, it's what the world needs is change. And it starts with people like him using his platform. It starts with other powerful, rich, celebrityous, celebrity white people using their platform as well to get the job done. Because I can't stress enough how how everyone is involved with this. It shouldn't just be black people who need to promote change for themselves. They're human. They're equal. They have rights as well. They belong. They're loved. And everyone else needs to help them out with that too they they should not be on an island by themselves trying to get change for themselves you know it should be everyone promoting this and the people who don't promote it well that's the problem with america is the fact that there's no equality being spread enough and it's the fact that nothing has really been done for black people in years and years and years and yeah the civil rights movement happened but after that it's like what's really changed for them they're still getting beat to death by the cops, which is entirely unfair. Just There's still racial segregation happening in the world. You just don't see it. And it happens in the U.S. and you still don't see it. And again, this has been happening for years after the civil rights movement, obviously before the civil rights movement. What, what different is a black man to me? What different is the way he talks, the way he speaks? What different is it other than his skin color? You, you know, he has a beating heart just like me. He has skin. He has hair. He has fingernails. He has toes and hands just like me. What different is he to me? And it's the fact that people of color, black people, are getting so poorly treated by, you know, police and a lot of white people in the world. It, it's just unfair. And it strikes me. It really does. There, It doesn't matter if he's taller than me, shorter than me, bigger than me, smaller than me. He still has a beating heart just like me. There's no difference. 
and it's the fact that people treat black people different when the only difference is skin color it, it hurts me man it really hurts me but uh, i'm going off the point being is that kyle shanahan used his platform and i think other coaches you know specifically white coaches white people in power white people with wealth who who have that type of platform that millions of people can hear need to use that to really spread the awareness of how serious this thing is very well said man very well said I agree with you 100%. Um, change needs to happen from the top down. Nothing's going to happen if the, the bottom you know, of the, the totem pole and the oppressed people are constantly begging for change and, and begging for better treatment. And that's not going to do anything if they're talking to a wall. So it needs to happen from the top down. Now, Anthony, we got to talk about Drew Brees and I know this is a 49ers related podcast but I'm you know we'll cover Richard Sherman on what Drew Brees statement uh Drew Brees recently came out saying that you know there was a, a much longer quote but the part that kind of got a lot of a lot of people heated and and you know rightfully so felt disrespected was because he said I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. And Richard Sherman quoted that tweet and he said, he's beyond lost. Guarantee you there are black men fighting alongside your grandfather, but this doesn't seem to be about that. That uncomfortable conversation you are trying to avoid by injecting military into a conversation about brutality and equality is part of the problem. And, you know, I, I may have left it out, but the quote that he was getting at was that when he sees the flag, he thinks of his father and his grandfather fighting for a country in the world wars and that's why he'll never you know take a knee for it so richard sherman was saying black people were there fighting alongside your your ancestors and are they not entitled to the same treatment when they return i saw shannon sharp kind of going off saying black people were overseas fighting for freedoms that they did not enjoy when they got back home on their own country um so I thought that was pretty powerful. Um, did you want to share your thoughts at all on Drew Brees' statement or Richard Sherman's reaction? It just goes to the point with Kaepernick. It wasn't about the flag. It's never about the flag. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a piece of cloth because, you know, the flag is our country. It's the United States. But when Drew Brees is using his platform to say that he won't respect anyone kneeling for the flag, it's like, dude, what are you missing out on? And and this is a weird, weird line to walk because I've seen both sides of the argument where it's like, oh, Drew Brees shouldn't have gone back on what he said because it's what he believes and how he feels. And then you see the other side of it where it's like, yeah, but he's entirely misinformed. And that's kind of where I stand on it that, you know, I... I guess I can say I respect him for having an opinion, but when you use that opinion in a very misinformed way that has nothing to do with what's going on with today's societal problems with police brutality, he is missing out on the point. And it took all of social media and probably his PR team and employer to tell him, dude, you got to put out an apology statement because this isn't it right now. And I mean, what worse could his timing have been with everything that's going on. And I'm glad he apologized. He should have apologized. And I only hope he means that apology. Because again. It's not about the flag. Yeah. 
you feel like it's disrespecting your world war ancestors and it's like my grandpa passed away in i think 2010 2011 and he fought in world war ii he flew over italy germany and africa and the fact that he couldn't see what's going on kind of sucks because i would love to know what he would think but i i know in my heart and i i have all the respect in the world for my grandpa i know that he would be supportive of BLM. I know he would be supportive of this entire movement because he he fought, he fought just like the other World War veterans fought to for our rights, for everyone's rights. But just like you said, black people would fight in the wars and come back home and nothing would change for them. What difference was their treatment in the war versus their treatment coming back to the United States when racism and segregation was still alive? And where World War II happened and ended before Jackie Robinson even broke the color barrier in the league so it's like these people were still coming home to mistreatment and it's the fact that they have to go out in public and still still deal with mistreatment to this day just shows that Drew Brees is entirely misinformed and it took people like Richard Sherman it took other athletes and celebrities to go dude that's not the point it's not the flag it's what what kneeling for it represents, what the real message of it is. And so guys like Richard Sherman, man, I have so much respect for the dude because he's so honest and he's so real. And I'm glad Breeze retracted. I'm glad Breeze put out a message. But I just, it, it goes to show that people are just so clouded by their own opinion that they live in their own little tunnel, that they fail to really just open their eyes and see what the real problems of the entire world are other than what they really believe in. It, when Drew Brees said that at first, I just thought, Oh man, here it comes. You know, I, I, I could tell that he was misconstruing the, the message in the movement and injecting the military and, you know, veterans in a way that sort of is deflecting it's almost like nobody's talking about that right now and the fact that i personally i can see both sides that you know one it's not okay that he immediately went to you know when i think of the flag and when i see it this is what i see um because that's all he knows you know literally but at the same time he should be able to read the room and, and say, it's not about my uh, my voice, my opinion, my views right now. And I should think about the other side. I should have some empathy and see, at least try to see what they are trying to tell me and, and why they are, are feeling the need to protest while this is happening. And I think that was the, the, the main thing that was his biggest mistake is that he wasn't even real willing to stop and set his own views and experiences aside and say, let me think and listen to what they're saying and why they feel this way. And I thought that was a huge mistake on his part. And I mean, the fact that he apologized, that's great. Awesome. People um, need to grow. People need to learn from their mistakes and grow. But I do question how much of that was due to the online mob and the online just hate that he was getting and, you know, all of the responses that were negative and people telling him. I mean, there was crowds in New Orleans chanting F Drew Brees, F Drew Brees. And I know he saw that. I mean, how could you not? 
So part of me thinks how much of that is honest and and from the heart and how much of that is just to kind of quiet and, 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 you know, spell all of the hate that's going on towards him right now. And then he also channeled that into a response to President Trump and how, you know, he, he essentially completely backpedaled. It was funny. I saw somebody, I don't remember who exactly, my apologies, but they tweeted at Crocker, um, Cro- Eric Crocker and said, Croc, is this one of the best backpedals you've ever seen or what? I thought that was hilarious. I'm just going to say that right now. But back to Drew Brees, it, it does bring into question how much of that is authentic and how much of that he actually means uh, versus how much of that he thinks is the right thing to say and what what people are expecting him to say. And also, guys, I just want to say real quick, for those of you that are probably the stick to, to sports type crowd and, and may be upset that we're covering this, we're about 25 minutes in, 27 minutes in. So if you're even listening, I'd hope you're not that type. Um, but just, just understand this is a conversation that we all need to have. Um, it's police brutality, racism. There's no place in our country for that. And Anthony and I are just trying to do our part here at the Red and Gold Center podcast at 49ers Hive to do everything we can to push this country and push society itself in the right direction to get to a place where there is true equality for everyone. And although we don't have a big following, we don't have, you know, this major reach or audience, we're still doing our part because we feel that's what's right. Um, Anthony, I think we're about to wrap things up here. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we're done? Shoot. I think we covered it all for now. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about as time goes on and as more change is promoted. But man, it's just, I'm, I'm lucky. I really am. And it's the fact that other people in my life have been affected by the police and affected with what's going on makes me really sad. And I'll admit, I I have a privilege. A lot of white people have a privilege, but it's being able to just use my platform and be able to use my voice to make my voice heard to promote change and show that I care. And a lot of us care. It Again, I couldn't stress enough like I did earlier. We're all in on this together. There's no one party versus another. There's no one party has to do this on their own, man. It's it's all of us are on the same boat in this world. And it's you know, I I know it's a whole stick to sports thing and for this episode, dude, I don't care. I don't. It's about using our platform to promote change and that's all I want to do. And it's the fact that we have to live in a world with people like Donald Trump who promote violence and promote hate and promote Oh, if there's looting, the shooting starts. It's scary. It's a really scary world we live in. But there's a lot of protests going on right now. There's a lot of protesters putting their own lives on the line, putting their own health at risk with the whole coronavirus thing and whatnot and being around thousands of other people to make their voice heard and promote change and everyone using their platform to get the job done. And it's really fun to watch. It really is. At the same time, we see hundreds and hundreds of videos on social media of police officers still being brutal still but it's the fact that at the least people are catching this people are exposing these police officers for what they really are and it's things like that that help promote change things like that that help make change and get the job done and i couldn't be more proud of everything that everyone is doing in the world and i never feel like what i'm doing isn't enough because I know there's a lot of people that care. I know there's a lot of people that want change to happen. 
and seeing it happen in front of me, you know, I'm, I'm 22 years old. I wasn't around when Rodney King happened. I wasn't around when a bunch of other protests happened. So to see, to see people my age, to see people who are coming up as the next generation really see this kind of change happen, to really see people my age and even the millennials, even some of the boomers, even the young kids that are nine, 10, 11 years old, seeing all these people using their own platforms, using their voices to, to promote BLM and to promote, you know, how bad police brutality is and how much there needs to be change to see that happen in my lifetime. The fact that I get to live and experience through this, it sucks. It really sucks that something like this had to happen, you know, to begin with, obviously. But the point being is that I get to experience something that I would have never thought I got to see in my life. It's millions and millions of people coming together to do something, to make some kind of change and and i'm honored and i hope i hope it doesn't stop i honestly hope this kind of stuff keeps going on until real real change happens however long it takes and obviously i just want people to be safe i want people out there to realize that you know it's tough with the with the police it really is and i just want everyone to know that to the people that listen that don't ever be afraid to make your voice heard don't ever be afraid to go out there and speak your opinion because speaking your opinion is how you get the job done and is how you truly promote change yeah i mean it it, it is scary the fact that covid is still around i mean our county i'm in santa clara county and we just started opening up like the second half of phase two so guys if you are going out there protesting if you are out there in these large crowds just do your best to wear a mask social distance bring hand sanitizer if you can because that is still a risk that you guys need to be aware of everyone needs to be aware of regardless of if you're protesting or not so please be careful the last thing we want is somebody getting sick um i think i'm just gonna leave it on you know, rest in peace, George Floyd. And the fact that he was murdered by, you know, that, that police officer was horrible. It's a horrendous act that shouldn't have happened. And I, I really do, you know, say a prayer for him. I say a prayer for his family because that was a horrendous act. And I hope justice is, is brought to their family. And I hope that real change starts to happen. And, you know, we want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of the conversation so, guys, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, if if you guys have any thoughts, any comments, anything, f- feel free to tweet them our way. You can tweet us at RGSPod. Uh, my my Twitter handle is at Zach Herdan. Anthony, go ahead and let the folks know where to find you. All right, guys. As always is the case, Zach, great episode. This was, uh, this was really one of the more emotional ones I think I've ever done with anything. Because with everything going on, I haven't truly been able to rack my brain around it all because it's so crazy but to come out here and do this with you and really just let it free flow and speak our minds man it it really helps me it helps me learn it helps all of us learn and really just grow together but uh as is the case guys follow me on twitter perry underscore 49ers that's p-e-r-r-y underscore four nine e-r-s All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will be back to talk 49ers football soon.